Hello. 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 But like threatening. Hello. 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 Welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. And sometimes some dogs. Hello. Hello, dog. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. Normally we take movies from these genres and spark them. But, uh, you sound like Batman. Not today. Okay, so it's not just me. It's extra gravelly today? <laughs> I just drank some seagrams. <laughs> Anyways. Seagrams laced with gravel? Yes. <laughs> Anyways. But not this time. It's Please. Elaine's birthday. Month. It is. <laughs> okay. This episode's going to come out close to her birthday. Yep. <laughs> so, oh, yes, for this. And this week on the podcast is John's pick. For Elaine's birthday. It's actually Jeff's pick for Elaine's birthday. Or just Jeff's pick. Because Jeff, Elaine's brother, said we should do the movie Soldier. And I was like, all right, hey, this fits. <laughs> so we did nothing. <laughs> so I picked it. And it's 1998's Soldier, starring Kurt Russell. This movie doesn't have a Metacritic score. No. It doesn't? No. <laughs> we didn't Met- notice that when I was done. It has a very low Rotten Tomatoes score. It's Rotten 13%. Tomatoes, 13%, and the audience score is 44. It's within, within shooting distance of Jack Frost. <laughs> and not only, I mean, if you're thinking, well, hey, I'm sure it qualifies another way, it may, hold on. I saw this in the theater. I did too. So that must be most of the <laughs> Actually, budget. Actually, I think I saw it. It had a sixty million dollar budget. <laughs> and made really? like fourteen. Made 14 and it made fourteen, which is six million shy of Kurt Russell's paycheck. Oh. Because he got twenty million for this movie. So there was a sequel plan for this that clearly was not getting made. Um, did any of you guys read the trivia? Because the trivia for this is fan fucking tastic. I read some I mean, it's of still it. Cobra. What I was looking <laughs> for is. at some point. Tony mentioned how he's not sure if Kurt Russell says more than five lines this whole movie. And I wanted to see if there was something in the trivia about how he only says 30 words the whole movie, but there isn't. <laughs> Todd, the main character of this movie, is only is on screen for 80% of the time, but only speaks a total oh, of 104 words. Maybe I didn't read all of it. It's right I'm, here. I was reading some of it, but it's I right didn't here. read all of it. I did read some of it. Though. I read it all because... About how you can still read it on his face. And yes, <laughs> about his allergic reaction. But that's not my favorite piece of He made $192,307.69 per word. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good paycheck. That's, that's a good day's work. Would you like to hear my favorite piece of trivia? Yes. Because it's pretty badass. Todd's service record displays... On no, computer- don't say that. I guess wait till we get to it. Is that what you're saying? Or did you write it all down? <laughs> Go ahead. You know what? Fuck it. I can't? Do you want no. me to save it Too for late. later? You've already started now. I don't want I... our friends out there like, what is it? Just go ahead. I can save it for later. Nope, too late. Just go. Teaser? Just go. Just go. <laughs> Just go with the kick. the following. The battles of Tan Howard Gate and Shoulder of Orion, references to Blade Runner. The recipient of the Pliskin Patch. Oh, cool. A reference from Escape to New York and Escape from L.A. The recipient of the O'Neill Ring Award, a reference to former episode Stargate, <laughs> recipient of the Cash Medal of Honor, reference nice. to Tango and Cash. It's Gaish. Gaish. <laughs> Gaish Medal of Honor. The recipient of the Mac Ready Cross. Awesome. Or, thing. Yeah. <laughs> recipient of the Captain Ron Trophy. Oh, that, ah. You don't want that. At former this. birthday pick, Captain Ron, recipient of the McCaffrey Fire Award, reference to Backdraft. 
recipient of the Dexter Riley Award, reference to the strongest man in the world, now you see him, now you don't, and the computer who wore tennis shoes. Citations for the Nibian Moons Campaign, the Antares Maelstrom War, and the War of Perdition's Flames, which are locations referred to in what? Star, Star Trek, Trek II, II, The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Nothing from Big Trouble? No. That was after this. No, it was not. Big Trouble Little China was 1984. Yeah, I was going to say, it was oh, that's right. <laughs> this was like 15 years well, later. Well, there was another piece of trivia that said... It was after this. That said... Go watch that movie again. <laughs> there was another piece of trivia that said on the... the I'm mistaking the timeline because one of the trivia was that he said on the commentary track for Big Trouble Little China that the only reason he accepted this, this movie, movie yeah. was to get paid. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't want to do any well, more sometimes action Sometimes they'll do, like, you know... Retro later, yeah. He clearly yeah. didn't record though. But he only he just did it for the money because <laughs> yeah. he didn't want to do any more action. He didn't record the DVD release, <laughs> director's cut yeah. commentary in the eighties because that wasn't a thing. He also said that he didn't want to use um, steroids to be, get in shape, so he made them push Which, production back <laughs> so him. he could get in shape. You know what? And I appreciate that. <laughs> Unlike some people who don't, you know, do that now. Oh well, that's that's the latest thing. I'm starting to think that's going to be the norm. After seeing Michelle Rodriguez in that trailer for um, Dungeons and Dragons, yes. like holy shit, she's huge. Which is fantastic because I love that they did that to her. Because if they had just left her regular Michelle Rodriguez and she was playing a barbarian, yeah. I would have been pissed. <laughs> yeah, that would have been lame. You're also pissed that she's in it. Um. I don't hate her the way Tony hates her. She's not Shannon Sossaman. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, he's still going to go see it? I probably will. I'll probably be drug out by you guys. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm going. And every time I see Chris Pine, I'm like, look at the makeup on that fucking guy. You just can't not see it. Once you <laughs> sorry, see it, like, sorry, oh. I ruined it. Like, uh, he could be in the room right now with no makeup. I wouldn't know what he looks like. Oh. <laughs> a little bit of blush on that. He man. wears that much makeup. Well, there's nothing wrong with dudes who wear makeup. I didn't say there was. I just think the makeup artist on that movie was overpaid because they're supposed to. It's supposed to be no makeup, makeup. Yeah. All right. So here's um, some reviews. Really? People who rated this a six should be dead inside. Oh my god! Wow. Should be dead inside. Should be dead Maybe inside. Are dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in their defense, all the negative reviews came out pre two thousand. This is one of the best sci-fi films ever. Mm-hmm. That's a bold statement. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> that is from... I mean, just look at all the movies that were referenced in that list. <laughs> nah, yeah, I was going to say. This does take place in the same um, this was universe written, as Blade Runner. Yes. This is like, in between the Blade Runners, is this. Yeah. So, and this was part of it. Part of this movie was inspired by a failed opening scene for Blade Runner. Hmm. Like, it was a cut scene, and that's what inspired them to write this script. Oh, sorry. That was a 10 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. By Or Ma- adapt Malsic. the script that this was adapted from to From this. October 2020. So this is... Wow. Pandemic. Yeah. He was, he was bored. Yeah. He was deep in that. I don't know if you can trust anybody's review from 2020 or 2021. <laughs> they were deep. 2020, everybody was trapped in their house, and I mean, like, the Tiger King was top of the world. There is that. So... I mean, I just don't know if you can be trusted. Here's another one. I'm going to enjoy trashing this, hmm. is the title. Mm-hmm. Awful. Worse than awful. Watching this garbage is bad for your health. Surely the word acting 
<laughs> cannot have been meant anything involved this flushable poo-poo. Wow. Wow. Flushable poo-poo. <laughs> As opposed to the unflushable. Well. <laughs> if you're going to watch this uh, for the special effects, don't bother. They're as pathetic as the director. It had Gary Busey in it. <laughs> Those it's nice still <laughs> utterly pathetic. I do think he was underutilized. They did they did underutilize their Busey. I can't imagine anybody would ever claim this and mention it to their relatives. You know, be the, the guy that made Soldier. Wow. I think Chris Russell's probably fine with that. I mean, um, this is ill behavior in 2005. Interesting. Yeah. So what did you think going in, Carly? I thought... Never heard of it. <laughs> that's Anybody it? Else? All right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what else I, I thought you'd be like, I'm looking forward to it. I really don't <laughs> care about Kurt Russell. <laughs> She's like, oh, I've never heard of this. <laughs> it's a movie. Elaine, you're going last because it's your birthday. <laughs> Tony? I was like, I remember seeing this in the theater, I think with Vic. Maybe with Tommy, too. And uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. So, yeah, I'd watch this again. Let's do it. <laughs> I thought, have I seen this? <laughs> Maybe I've seen this. I've seen this. It's been in the room in your... I don't know if I've seen this. <laughs> have I seen this? <laughs> That's what I thought. I couldn't... I just was like... I could not recall if I had seen this or not. I was sure that I had... Must have. But it did not seem familiar while I was watching it. And I feel like this would have stuck in my head. All right. Anything else? Did I, did I cover everything? Did we talk about... Who's in it? The directors oh, and the actors. We definitely <laughs> didn't. I derailed us with trophies. You did. Re- All right. So this is... Uh, words are hard. Directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Yeah, what else he directed? You, you may have heard stuff. <laughs> He's done a couple things. Um, He did Event Horizon. Uh-huh. And he also did... Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. That was terrible. He did... Didn't he do Resident Evil? Yes, he did Resident Evil. Resident Evil Apocalypse. Resident Evil... The third one, whatever it's called. Well, welcome back, welcome the back to the podcast. Alien versus Predator. Three Musketeers. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, he might be a that five-timer. He, he did that Three Musketeers movie that I think is ridiculously a good He's time. He's done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so that's the director, the, the writer for this magnum opus. We don't want to talk about. Why not? <laughs> Who wrote it? Don't care that much. Yes, we do. We do. Is it Philip K. Dick? David it Webb. David Webb Peoples. Sorry, yeah, Peoples. David Webb. He also wrote fucking, uh, Scr- Blade Runner. It? Yeah, he wrote Blade Runner. And Twelve uh, Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys. Mm. Unforgiven. That's him. So this is starring all awesome. Movies. Lady Hawk. This is starring Kurt Russell. Welcome back to the podcast. From Cameron. And Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And Tingle Tango Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. Yeah. That too. How many times Four at least. This is, this is his jacket episode. This is his mm. fifth. He hasn't, we haven't had him in anything else? Uh, in, no. no, we didn't do any festivals. Was he in that Santa Claus movie? The Christmas Chronicles? We didn't do that yet. Oh, no. No, no, we did the Mel Gibson yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah, we did the Mel Gibson one. That was Fat Man. That was me. I was <laughs> Fat Man. I was sorry. <laughs> no, I was thinking of the Fat Man no. movie. I just couldn't remember who played Santa. Was he in The Expendables? Not the one we did. Not the one we did. He's in right? The Expendables, not the one we did. He's in yeah. Fast and Furious, too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, like the sixth one. Yeah. Fate of the Furies? Yeah. Um, also starring Jason oh, Scott. Oh, he was in Stargate. Oh, God damn it. That's 
Yeah. So he's six. And six. did we do Tombstone? No. Fuck. We haven't done Tombstone. We did do Tombstone. Did we, we did yes, we did. <laughs> we did do Tombstone. That's seven. Wow. He, he Damn, Kurt, he's pissed, probably. No wonder he's not <laughs> answering thought my calls. You, I thought you kept track of it. I tried to. He's it's pissed because he didn't get his jacket. It's hard when you've done as many episodes as we have. I know. Oh, shit. All right, That's so why I'm looking through his IMDb. I'm like, what else have we done? Holy this shit. is also starring Jason Scott Lee, who we all know and love from Back to the Future 2. Or Dragon <laughs> Bruce Lee Stoll. Or Dragon Bruce Lee Stoll. Or Lilo and Stitch. Or the live-action Mulan. Yeah, he was in the live-action Mulan. Which I didn't yeah, actually see, but... stuff this. we liked, though. Yeah. Then we I don't have know. Live-action Mulan could be good. Jason Isaacs, who we know from movie. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played Lucius Malfoy. Um, the Patriot, he played the douchebag um, guy. Yeah. And that's really all I know him in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's been in a lot of stuff, because he's a working actor. Just looking through his IMDb real quick, we see he's also in something called Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just a show. Yeah. Um, a very beloved show. That's got a cult following. It's got some fun stuff. Welcome back to the podcast, Connie Nielsen. Yeah? Yeah. From what? The she Wonder was in Woman what? universe. Yeah. yeah, but we didn't do those movies on the podcast, so she would we be a welcome back. She did Batman vs. Superman. She was in was she in that? I don't know. Is there a flashback with Diana in it for no. a second? Diana's no. in Batman vs. Superman. But, Doesn't uh, but we all know and love her from Gladiator and Wonder Woman. She plays um, the queen. That is facts. Them do be facts. Mm-hmm. She's also been in a bunch of other stuff. She was in that other one we, we, we don't talk about. <laughs> Let's see. Anybody else worth mentioning in this? Oh, yeah. The great Gary motherfucking Busey. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast from Under Siege. Have we done Point Break yet? No. No, but it might be coming. You're not going to mention Sean... Pertwee? No. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the character of Mace. It's funny because... Hold on. I want to talk about Gary Busey. Because okay. he's in this movie called Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mr. Joshua. <laughs> he's not in the scene where they actually say shit. Mm. But I think he's the reason that somebody said shit. Mm-mm. Then he knew. I had a couple title. Don't mind if I do. Gary Busey is great when he's great and crazy when he's not great. All right. I, all right, fine. We'll mention one more other character. James Black who plays Riley. He was in Gone in 60 Seconds. He was in Godzilla. I do love that dude. He needs more work. Yeah, like he's in a lot of stuff that you think he's a bigger actor, but he's really, you know. Hmm. But he's been in a whole lot, lots of stuff. Well, I'm going to mention uh, Jared and Taylor Thorne, who play that little kid, because he's also the dumb little kid in Volcano. Mm-hmm. And Sean Pertwee, who plays Mace, was played the character of Father in Equilibrium. Welcome oh, back to the he's podcast. also in Event Horizon. Huh. And he's Alfred Pennyworth in The Gotham Show. Yep. Um, but and we he had played... a discussion about him. Tony was like, yeah. oh yeah, everybody knows about that too. Because I was like, what is his last name? Tony's like, oh yeah, everybody's talking about him. Are but they? he's a good working actor. He's got a lot There's of A lot credits. of shit. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> he was Lestrade in Elementary. Did you see the... Um trailer for the new interview no I'm i not, did I haven't you mean it. the non-trailer well yeah <laughs> is it worse than the non-trailer for wakanda forever no okay no that's the worst non-trailer i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> we're watching i'm like what is this like, movie about like, <laughs> like, action 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 look people people Tony's people like, look, i'm the queen i'm like i have a question the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's we no have, like storyline. We have a we have a clear that. way that you become king. They did it exhaustingly yeah. in the first movie, and now Angela Bassett's queen. 
Look, I have a question. She was always How does she queen. drink that stuff and outfight fucking anybody? You, don't, you don't get to drink that stuff. You are mortal when you fight, well, though. They exactly. Also, they had to drink that to take away your, your power. But they also blew it up. There isn't any more. There's that problem, too. How is she queen? I want to know. How did no one well, go, I'll give it a look, shot. <laughs> that's not my problem. My problem is not how is she queen. Because, of course, she's always been fucking queen of Wakanda. She's queen mom. She's, she's married to the king. She's queen. That's just how it works. But she's not in fucking charge. And then we have this weird, ambiguous water birth. Is this Namor's birth? Yeah. Or is this the birth of Black Panther's son or, or is T'Challa's yeah. baby? Wait, it's very weird. <laughs> I don't... It didn't tell us anything. I don't know. It just seemed like they're like, we're not going to... We're going to pretend that you don't know the story. And there are a lot of action has you and hope you don't notice it. It makes a lot of sense if Sh- if Shiri inherits the throne or if she has to fight Mbaku. She should have to fight Mbaku. He should win and then they should get married. And that's how it should work. She's not beating Mbaku. No, he should win, and then they should get married. Because that's part of things like, well, you know, because if she's she's super smart, if she's able to get technology, she could probably win. But that's part of their deal is what? they don't get to do that. I Although did, I did see Killmonger. I, he, he, he missed what second. you said. Is he really? Because <laughs> if Killmonger's why. in this, that motherfucker needs to be king. That's because we brought him back from the dead. Because I thought he I, died. He did. I think we uh, never see his. We never I think saw it's a be funeral. A thing. Like somebody's gonna see him in, in the other world or something. Ooh, Shuri's gonna see him in the tree. Yeah, I think something like that's gonna happen. Mm. So which afterlife are we talking about? Because currently there's like seven. <laughs> yeah, mm. well, they, all, they all got a lot of gods. <laughs> okay, so. all right. Before we get into anything else, Tony, I have to know. Okay. Do you think that Tony Stark went to Valhalla? No, because he's not a. Ha-ha! He's not an Asgardian. <laughs> no. How? Because he died in battle. But you don't just go to Asgard because you so die she, in battle. She, you have to be a member. You have to believe in North gods to go to Valhalla. Oh, I assure you, he believes in North gods. He, he doesn't has, believe in any gods. He had lunch with one. <laughs> shawarma. But he's not. It was shawarma. I'm pretty so sure he knows Captain America that's a go... thing. Well, he didn't die in battle. Though. Yeah, but you see, if Captain America had died in battle, he would have went to Valhalla too? Yes. No, he's not. He's Christian. He would go to fucking go heaven. Your, go get your t-shirt. What does it say? So then, uh... What does it say? Does it say those who believe? No, it says those who die in battle. No, Tony it says Stark the Norse like people... Only the Norse he people said, I'm go Iron to... Man, bitch. You don't get to go to Valhalla. Only I have a chance of going to Valhalla because I'm part of the Norse lineage. You, <laughs> you go to the Elysian Fields. Damn newbie facts. <laughs> and Tony Stark believes in nothing, so he just... Disappeared. Ironheart. <laughs> Ironheart is also in that trailer. In the, trailer? She, in the Wakanda one, she hits the heart out of the metal. Oh, is that her? That's her. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm really looking forward to not watching is that. Yeah. Only I don't know if if Tony's in it like no. some kind of weird hologram okay. thing. I'll watch it uh, just no. to see that. Because Ironheart, Tony's stick up the book you. did terrible. Everybody oh, hated it. It was it's like, yeah, she's not a good character. No one likes her. Just because the book did terrible doesn't make her a bad character. Just means that's actually what well. that means. It means that no one liked the character, <laughs> so they didn't buy it. <laughs> but anyways, check out the interview with the vampire. John, John and I had an argument about how I Tony Stark. John thinks that he went to Look, Valhalla, and a, I'm like, he definitely didn't go to Valhalla. He got a glorious fucking death. But oh, that's but not what it means. Anything that helped anybody? He saved I don't know, half of everyone. But e- you, everyone. But, but that's not how it I works. Think he gets to go to all the heavens. 
I, yeah, he gets a pass Maybe wherever he fuck gets he wants to, to go. Maybe he gets to go to one and then vacation in but, another. <laughs> and well, also, look, dude, you save more people than anybody. I think you go wherever you want. <laughs> so what afterlife do you go to? Whichever one he likes. Actually, if you knew anything about Norse mythology, you know that there's actually three places that someone could go when they die. So they could go to hell, mm-hmm. to the or the realm hell. of hell. Mm-hmm. They could go to Valhalla if they die in battle as a warrior, and that is friend or foe alike, by the way. Mm-hmm. Or there is a regular afterlife where all the rest of the people go. <laughs> Just all very right. similar. Well, I'm to- amending my my former position to the new position of he's Tony Stark goes to the fuck he wants. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He goes to whatever afterlife he wants to because he's on the Carly Pass of you save <laughs> all the people, go wherever you like. My, That's my problem with that. And he that didn't save sense. all the people. He ruined the universe by help by bringing I people mean, back. All right, to be fair, he brought some back and they immediately died. Like those who were on a plane got blipped and then came back <laughs> and they were in the plane again. <laughs> How terrible like, would that be? That it does. A lot of people, no, lot of people died. Back. I think they came back safe. No. <laughs> I don't think they just had planes. Because no, no. the plane did. They, they didn't just have people appear in the air and fall down and die. They didn't show that, but I guarantee you that happened. No, no. He's Saving them, I think, is an encompassing word. Bullshit. And Those motherfuckers them. were in a plane, got lit, came back, and was like, oh, shit. They made the world terrible twice. Once by letting people get blipped, and twice by blipping them fucking back. Yeah, that was terrible. That yeah. would have done heck. That would be terrible for the economy. It'd be terrible so for the economy. It's terrible for ecology. everybody. Yeah. Everybody is fucked up. twice as many animals appearing? Twice as many microbes? It's a good thing that there's going to be more natural disasters and all these people have died because in all these horrible Avengers conflicts and all this bullshit and when the Eternals <laughs> almost murdered us all. Because fucking... Well, because what happens is, is half the people die, everyone gets depressed, they start doing lots of hibbity-dibbiting, there's a population explosion to fill this gap. And then a bunch of people show up, so you just, you know, that's not good. Anybody want to talk about Soldier for a minute? I guess. <laughs> 1996. Mm-hmm. Year zero. Babies are seen being sorted by their crying. By their level of noise. <laughs> They're put into what's called the Atom Project. Sorry, looks like there's no ladies allowed in this club. Mm-mm. Um, year five. I don't want to be in that club. Year five. The boys get to sit down and watch a Doberman fight a boar. Three Dobermans fight a wild boar. This is weird. My question is, why? Yeah, what is... I guess to sensitize them why to... Why not have Dobermans fight Dobermans? Uh, I don't know. To desensitize them to violence? No, I, I get that, but it's just a weird matchup. Like, maybe they're just going to make the boar into a bunch well, of bacon? You don't want to show dogs fighting dogs. That's... that's yeah. Cruel? That's not... <laughs> That's more horrific for the audience. To I watch. guess, but I mean, it's more but horrific for the kids to watch. But as they're doing this, I was like, "Are they really going to make us watch this?" <laughs> <laughs> Carly was out. She's like, "That's it. I'm done. Fuck this movie." All right, now we you're eight. All We're the on d- the oh. puzzles. Hellboy. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. You're twelve. We're on. We're finally on to running, and one boy's falling behind. And this does not end well for him. Did anybody else think when that Humvee was coming behind, he was going to run the kid over? Yes. yes. She did, yeah. 100%. Nope. Spins around him, hops out, shoots him in the Bang. face. I thought they were going to run him down. <laughs> it would have saved time. But he and didn't have to slow down. <laughs> Bullets apparently are free in this yeah. world. <laughs> You're 16. Time to shoot some guns. And now we're working on target identification. But not for Todd. Todd sees that there's a woman behind, in front yeah. of a, a bad guy. So he watched speed. What do you do? Shoot the hostage. Yeah. I thought that's what they wanted him to do. 
obviously it was he's their best soldier. Yeah. They were like, it doesn't matter. Kill whoever you have to to get to the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Year 17, training is over. Congratulations, you get your face tattoo. <laughs> and evidently in the trivia it says that uh, Kurt Russell still has, you can still see it. Yeah, that's what Carly said. Because like, <laughs> he had now? a reaction. Some kind of reaction. And to he it. tried to sue them, but I got thrown out of court because he's actually O positive. I don't know what that means. Because his, his blood, blood type? type, his blood type is O positive. So getting so an unwilling tattoo beneficial. on your face. I guess because uh, because he's actually O positive, but one of the reasons that it didn't fly is because he's actually O positive, and it would be a positive identification for him. I guess I don't know. That's right. what it said. All right, listen, hold up. That's what it said in the trivia. Shh, I don't important. know. Kurt, I'm O positive as well. If you need blood, I'll let you boy. We <laughs> <laughs> fast forward to year thirty-eight. Uh huh. Todd is at the War of Six Cities. He's spending a fortune. Mm-hmm. Because, like Carly said, bullets are free. Apparently. Moscow incident. More of the same. There's, a, there's a, a man using a woman's shield. Does that help? No. No, he shoots right hot. through her. I don't even think he hesitated. Zero, zero, six. He didn't even try to aim for that dude's head. He was like, fuck it, right in the chest. He's, <laughs> he's what they call battle-hardened. Year 40, Battle of the Argentine Moons. Now he's killing people with a mask on. Mm. And we get a very 90s graphic-style computer graphic that gives us statistics. It also has, like, his hit points mm-hmm. and his dexterity. <laughs> yep. And Elaine mentioned everything else. Mm-hmm. His feats. <laughs> like, it's great. It was the same On 90s the style um, computer yeah. printout in every movie in the 90s. That was supposed yeah. to be mm-hmm. super futuristic, and now you've got to go, ooh. <laughs> Something for you to catch a couple of words, oh, oh, and then when you buy it on DVD, you can pause it and go, ooh, and, like, read all the little <laughs> bullshit. It's like, I'm oh, sure the Cat and Ron trophy. <laughs> I was going to say the Cash Medal of uh, Bravery, but sure, Captain I'm Ron. sorry, you didn't say that correctly. Gage. Medal of Bravery. <laughs> Rats and Gage. Or the, the Snake Plissken <laughs> Eye Patch Award or whatever it was. All right. So now Church comes down. This is Gary Busey. And we see there's a new crop of soldiers. But these are younger. These, are, these aren't um, selected. They're bred. So these are replicants. Yeah. And the Amanda's like, what are they? I was like, they're cons. <laughs> cons. Well, the implication is that they, that they would be replicants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't ever say it because, I don't know. But I, I guess that's what's inferred. If you get it, I guess it's one of those, if you know, you know. If you don't, know about it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And they're better in every way. You know, I've never seen Blade Runner. Me neither. Really? Yeah, it's never good. seen it. Very boring, but it's good. It's <laughs> long. Yeah. It's really fucking long. And never seen it. Like, I don't know, you can say the same about, uh, like, Justice League, Snyder Cut. Well, it's really long. That goes fast. <laughs> Blade Runner does not. No. Blade Runner's really slow. It's like a noir movie. So there's a lot of, and then we sat around and sat in a bar. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're Come on, Han Solo. going to shoot some it, robots in the face or what, man, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's got Han Solo in it, and they don't do shit with him. He's just, yeah. he's just there. Anyway, so... Um, the command, the colonel, whatever the fuck his name is, is down, and he's like, these guys are better, stronger, faster. They don't have steroids. But colonel Meekum. Meekum, thank you. And Gary Busey's like, prove it. Let's have a contest. I'm sorry, that was Tombstone. Let's have a spelling contest. Oops. I don't have time for that right now. Vic, we're podcasting, man. Stop texting me. <laughs> You'll get it, too. Um, I'm off. All right. So we see that they are a superior in any way. When um, push-ups, they're in like this little thing for 
you know, do you get motion sickness? They're bench pressing. One guy's in the back hitting like a dummy, like he's kicking it. And I don't think they knew that David recorded because he's fucking off. He's clearly just fucking off. He's like, he's spinning in the air. It's like, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that, dude. But I noticed it. Yeah. Um, so now Church is like, what about endurance? So then the idea is we're going to take a man who's clearly in his 40s yeah. and have him run against a man in his 20s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And somehow Gary Busey thought that the man in his 40s was going to win. Well, they gave him a 20-minute head start. A 20-minute head start. And they didn't even tell um, 607 that he was going to be running. Because mm-hmm. the last minute, like, run, catch him on the double. <laughs> so 607. I think the point was that he could run at the pace he's been trained to run and still be perfectly suited for combat. Whereas mm-hmm. he was trying to show that the colonel's guys have lots of speed, but they still wouldn't be suited to combat. But that's not what he showed. And that's <laughs> and they actually say that. Yes, yeah. I know. In the next scene here. And he's but, like, oh. Todd, up the chain. 607, up the chain! And they both go up the chain and are standing there looking at each other. So then they decide, oh, all right, well, fuck this. Let's see who's really getting up. But the rubber meets the road. Have them fight. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that's not fair. There's only one. Send up two more guys. Yeah. That should have been a clue. Yeah. To the death. Because now 607 whoops their asses. Like, he's throwing them off the chain, and these guys are dying. And instead of saying, all right, stop, that's enough. Now let's wait for all three of them to die. Yeah. Um, but before Todd falls, he's able to get his back and he's choking him. And 607 is able to get out and he scrapes a big old piece of his face off and damaging his eyeball. Yeah. Nick, Nick Fury style. Yeah. He goes for a lot of eyes in this movie. If you can't see, you can't fight. That's what you gotta do. He... This dude shot... Also, <laughs> this dude shot a woman... <laughs> It, noticed, it was noticeable to me <laughs> because we had thoughts. just watched Hellboy. We keep bringing up Hellboy. Well, the new we one. watched it. The new one. Elaine liked it, so stand by. Okay. I've never seen it. I want... Well, it's... I like Hellboy 2. It's real... No, you don't. Yeah, dude. No, the movie's awesome. Don't. You don't like Hellboy 2? No. Why? It's terrible. It's <laughs> awesome. I like Hellboy 2. Um, <laughs> I can... The, no. This new Hellboy, I understand why people didn't like it. Okay. I've never seen it. It's I don't very like what's rushed, his name, but... And... Um, they really rush. They're trying to cram so much in that butt. But anyways, it's very carnage heavy. But Hellboy also keeps going for the eyes. Mm-hmm. Like there was a real big thing where he kept ripping out people's eyes. It was upsetting. There's two so things I, I don't like people always going back to the King Arthur myths and wishes. What about Robin Hood? Put that on the list. Yeah. yeah, I hate King Arthur just... and Robin Hood, and I don't know why they keep making those movies. But, no, Do you want me to spoil the new Hellboy for you? I don't care. He's a direct descendant of King Arthur. Oh Jesus. The, the last descendant of Arthur, his mom had an affair with the demon, and that was Hellboy's birth. Well, Merlin was a half demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, I don't like Merlin. They always got to go back to that. It's like stop I know. doing stop that. Stop doing that. Nobody like, cares about King Arthur. I think it's just nobody cares about Robin Hood. It's stop open because they're open source. Yeah, and they're familiar to everybody. Yeah, yeah. So you're you get right. the name recognition without having to pay anybody. Yeah. Mm, I like King Arthur. I like I some of them the are most, really cool. Most accurate Robin Hood. Yeah, um, the Prince of Tides. Yeah. Everyone, Prince of Tides. Prince of yes, Prince of Tides. I know that's like. Every once in a while, open source characters. Like, oh, these characters are open source. That's awesome. Yeah, that's why they're making that weird Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Yeah, what? Because no don't need that in my life. Like Dracula and all, they're all open source. You can do it. Anybody can do it. Yeah. But anyway, so where are we now? Oh yeah, so Church gets upset because Todd is their Butler. best man. Shut up. <laughs> 
Luke Evans. You mean and Luke Evans, the best. You mean Gerard Butler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the colonel was upset because his new dude is damaged. Yep. He says, that dude Great. cost a lot of money. You lost your depth perception. You're fucking useless. Get back in line. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, and, and they're talking, they're arguing. So, Meacham pulls out a gun and shoots one of the soldiers in the head. One of the old soldiers. Like, you know, life is He's cheap. like, you don't understand. These guys don't matter anymore. It's like obsolete. A, it's like when a new version of the iPhone comes out. Your iPhone is obsolete. All right, so um, we make this a training accident because that's what you do all the time. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to dispose of these bodies far away where nobody will find them. And they put the oldies in the trash and send them off to the garbage planet. To, I don't want to dispose off. of a body and, and I'm a military machine. I think I would have an incinerator yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And evidently, um, where they keep the garbage has oxygen because as you mm-hmm. see them flying through space, they're just hanging out in the garbage and then they just dump them. Mm-hmm. So they pump oxygen into that room before they dump it. Mm-hmm. And he falls 16 feet onto some soft metal. <laughs> and he's fine. And he, well, his leg hurts. <laughs> oh, that's right. His leg does hurt. His leg hurts. If it was 15 feet, he'd been fine. But 16 feet, that's when your leg gets out. So Todd heads out to explore his new home. And I guess he's been discharged from the military. Yeah. Well, I think he's dead. So now he's walking and he walks into a fucking sandstorm. Mm-hmm. And he's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, he sees some people. No, no. He walks through a fucking sandstorm and is fine. Nothing happens. You ever been in a sandstorm? It's just a little Let me windy. Go, I'm going to throw some sand at you. <laughs> I'm going to go grab a handful of sand and throw it at you. And be like, ow, that fucking hurt. Now this is a storm of sand. And this motherfucker windy. takes it like a champ. Well, he takes everything like a champ. That's the whole point of his character. He's a soldier. He is a soilder. What did you call it? Soilder. Soilder? Soilder. You don't have to spell soldier, do you? I spelled it wrong and it was weird. Soilder? Soilder. He's very dirty. (laughs) After the sandstorm he is. (laughs) Anyway, so he continues to walk and he stops by what I think looks like a T eight hundred. It's like a metal skeleton standing next to my life. Did anybody see the gremlin? No. no. Yeah, there's the, a lot of stuff in the trivia about the, things that were in the oh, trash, and trash. one of them was apparently a gremlin, but I didn't see oh, it. Oh, I didn't see the gremlin. The event horizon was evidently supposed to be in there too, I think. Mm-hmm. Really? The ship? Yeah. The ship's it, bigger than that freaking planet. Well, like Arthur parts of it. it. Oh. And, um, okay. well, you can see the TR, or no. It's yeah. not the TR. It's the... It was... The Truman? <laughs> the Truman, or... Oh, the aircraft carrier? Yeah. 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 Well, so, but, and there was... There's a, I and was when on the TR, they jumped, it was still a thing. It wasn't on the garbage <laughs> When they dumped him out of the ship, you can see the Liberty Bell falls out with him, too. Well, no, that's 20, it's 2045, though. Still. In this, right? Something like that. Yeah. All right. A couple years from now. So it's another sandstorm, and he runs. But this time he runs into the playground of the children. This is where he finds the people. Well, he, fe- he saw people, and he followed them. Yeah. And there was a path, and he followed the path. And then he found the peep, and then he the got founded by the babies. Children. So now they ring the dinner bell, and everybody comes to the square. And the leader, because that's what I'm calling her because I couldn't find her name, the leader tells everybody, it's okay. There's a, there's a man. We don't know anything about him. But we're going to do the decent thing, and we're going to take care of him. As a matter of fact, Mace's wife's got him at the house. This always ends well. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought it said, it's a daikini baby. We need to put it on the river. Get rid of it. It took him while you were taking a pee-pee. <laughs> when, when is that coming out? I want to watch the Willow series. I know you don't want to watch it. I don't care. I'm watching it. Is it on shit. Disney Plus? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. They probably talk about probably it Probably August because everything's fucking coming out in August. Fucking check. It's, everything gets talked about at Comic-Con. You should look on the internet. I bet there's way more information. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the Queen of the Amazon spoon-feeding water to a soldier. Yeah, that seemed an odd choice. Well, she wasn't the queen of all Amazons yet. I meant the spoon. Oh, yeah. Why is she spoon feeding him water? That I don't know. Like she could have given him a, a glass. Like his leg is hurt, not his whole fucking body. The dude, <laughs> the dude crossed this wasteland, and surely she could put a pillow under his head and give him a fucking glass. Willow will be released on November thirtieth. Disney Plus for Christmas. Lovely. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. All right. So Mace and Sandra discuss the man, and Mace tells her that he's a soldier. And Nathan, their little son, is intrigued by him. Uh, Todd is awoken to Mace playing with his family, blowing raspberries on his son. And he looks at him, and it looks like at first he's going to fuck some dude up because he doesn't know what's going on. He's like, oh, sorry, we were just playing. I'm thinking it's a good thing that everybody in this universe speaks English. <laughs> I did think well, of that. Apparently, too. there are no aliens. Never an issue. There are aliens. They're the aliens. I know they say they left Earth, but apparently there are no extraterrestrial species. There are only Terrans, and they all speak English because you know it's the best language. <laughs> and they're all, and mostly, are white. Mm -hmm. And there's like thirty of them, but they're not going to die. But even when they've gone to war with these other Planet. places and other planets, they're all people. <laughs> other white dudes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Mace gives him a crutch and tells him, hey, it's time to eat. So they go, and Todd's going at this thing like he's never had a meal. But I get the idea this is how the soldiers are supposed to eat. Because when you were in the military, you sat down at lunch, and it was time to eat. You don't fuck around. Eat your food. Get the fuck up. <laughs> and they so, keep giving him more and more, and he keeps eating more and more. And he's like, all right, Jesus. eat what's on your plate. Yeah. Um, then I know what you're thinking. Is there dessert? No. Oh, was he deserter? I was close. Is he dessert? Deserter? They're that close. They're in the desert. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but they, yeah, they crash landed. Like, hey, why are yeah. you here? You're a soldier all by yourself. And he's like, I was, I was replaced by a better soldier. He's like, you're not a deserter. And he stands up like, bitch. Mm -hmm. Is that my bad? And he's like, that's $1 million, please. Okay. I said a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sandra and Todd the next day are talking, and she tells them about when they left Earth, they were headed for the moons of something. Nibia. Argentine? Argen no. No, the, the, Ar the Argentine. moons of Nibia, or the third moons of Jupiter, or somewhere beyond the sea. I thought it was the Argentine moons, because that's where they go at the end. Sure. I thought. That'll work. I thought. Um, but they crash landed here and there was no other people so they just kind of hung out and at first they tried to hail the yeah the waste disposal trucks but they appear yeah. to be unmanned or people on them just don't give a fuck <laughs> either one is possible <laughs> so Meekum come uh, we cut to Meekum who's talking to church says hey we're about to go out on these um expeditions to you know the check arounds and we're going to send a new soldiers to see if they encounter any people. And if they do encounter people, we're going to classify them as hostile and kill them. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gary Busey's like, is that what happened? <laughs> he says, yeah, we, you know, there's no, less paperwork if we uh, label them as hostiles. Mm -hmm. And that way there's no passengers. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Sure. Mm -hmm. And every time I see Gary Busey in a movie, especially in the 90s, you expect him to be the bad guy. And this, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not exactly a good dude. Um, he's, he's better than Meekum. He's a good Yes. He, he did want to save the civilians. He's a good And he person. does care about his soldiers, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> he cares right. that he has a well-trained group of experienced soldiers, but... That's about as far as it goes. <laughs> this isn't broken. Let's just keep what we have. It's working. Yeah. All right. So in the garden, Sanders planting food. I don't know what kind of plant that is. Yeah. We're just mm -hmm. gonna say it's food because I assume they're not. You know, just potatoes. Growing flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so everything I assume is food. Planting food and a snake goes by and she hits it and throws them away and goes, "Oh, well, I forgot. You gotta watch out for these things. They're they're poisonous." They, they can probably couldn't kill you, but me or Nathan, they'd be able to kill him. Actually, one bit Nathan, and he didn't die. I'm like, that directly contradicts what you just said. <laughs> he was sick for a long time. There, he's so venomous that it could kill someone. Mm -hmm. So just because he and survived it, it his... a small child, and he lived. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. maybe that's the second child that he bit that day. <laughs> we yeah. don't know when the last time he excreted his venom was. That's true. We don't have those facts. But they think this is why Nathan does not He had to get the extended cut. Because yeah. of his extended illness after the snake bite. I think it's because it makes for a more interesting character dynamic between the mute soldier and the mute child. Or I maybe this kid's just really annoying. Was perfectly happy with the kid not saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> so Todd is with Mace, and he looks like they're going uh, scavenging. I don't know. Imagine um, that's how they get all their stuff. Yeah, so they're, they're a trash there. planet. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm not going to leave you here with my wife and kid, strange killing person. Come with me. Well, he's been... Who's in really good shape. Yeah. <laughs> well, the town leader has, like, assigned Mace to yeah. him to, like, keep an eye on him. Well, that's... Let's be fair. That's if what I, if you I do. was the town leader, I'd be like, all right, yeah, he's your job. <laughs> yes, it makes 100% sense. You ever see Rocky Four? Official chaperone, yes. You go, they go. <laughs> a lot. It's a lot like that. I mean, that's just good leadership right there. You know what you're getting into. All right. Anyway, be in rush all by myself in winter. There's <laughs> <laughs> some fucking snow in 1980s. Whatever that was. 85. Yeah. We're, we're talking Cold War, baby. Hard pass. All right. Anyway, so um, Todd and Mace are they're scavenging, and Jimmy's one of the guys. So it's a big group, and they're out. And Jimmy's about to get sucked into this big. Metal garbage disposal looking thing. Yeah. But like Todd saves it. Shit. Yeah. I don't know why they were hanging out by that thing. Yeah. Don't hang out by that thing if that thing sucks people into it and kills them. Just don't go there. And they're there, and this scene went on for too long. Because Tony and I are both just sitting there. I was like, how long before he helps? Because yeah. we know he's going to save this dude. Well, there's like seven people pulling on this line, and they can't pull him, but then Kurt Russell's like, anyway, give me this. And he starts pulling. I'm like, And I was I like, mean, what was he doing back there? These guys are... I mean, he's a soldier, so they keep playing on, like, he, he keeps freezing in these big... No, this is the one guy not freezing yeah. in this situation. Yeah. When they all tried to help the dude, and they're trying to reach for him, I was like, okay, Kurt Russell, what you gonna yeah. do? <laughs> it's weird. Like, he's trying to figure out if he should let this guy die or not. I don't know. It was... It was so shortly after this... <laughs> shortly after this, Todd finds a gun, and he's like, oh, cool, a gun. And he's playing with it, like, all right, is it loaded? This freaks everybody yeah. out. Because they realize if he wants to, he can kill us all. But he could have killed you all before that. Yeah. <laughs> Having the gun just makes it easier for yeah. him. So he actually gives the gun to Mace. Mace's like, hey, can I have that gun? He's like, sure. This gun's shit anyway. And he's like, yay. <laughs> so 
And Jimmy thanks Todd, who was like, what? <laughs> you saved my life. And... <laughs> All right, anyway. So now we have a montage, because it, this wasn't the 80s, but the 80s had just left. It's a bit of a montage. Todd and his new planet, learning from the people, and he seems to have what I'm calling a boner for Sandra. Mm-hmm. He's definitely very fascinated by her. The, so far, like, the only woman we've seen him interact with is um, Church's aide. Yeah, but he seems to like her. I'm like, kind of curious like how that her, woman like got that job. <laughs> I don't know. There's no women in the military. <laughs> no. There's the one. Oh, there's no women soldiers. Well, there's no women soldiers. This yeah. is a specialty yeah. unit. This isn't yeah. the military. It's yeah. just That's one. True. These are these are like Spartans. These are soldiers with a capital S. <laughs> well, they they get this whole thing. This is very Spartan. Where they like take them out from birth and they're like, all right, you're a soldier. Yeah, this, this is what you do. She seems expert. like she's probably in intelligence or research and design or something like that. She's definitely not outrunning Jason Scott Lee, I'll tell you that much right now. To be fair, I don't think anybody's actually going to was hope, He was hoping it. Usain Bolt, maybe. <laughs> well, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's cool he could do jump kicks, but... <laughs> but let's talk about running. He's an Olympian. <laughs> he wouldn't even break sweat. All right, anyway. Um, so what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, the boner he has for Sandra. Um, this seems new to him, and he doesn't know how to quite process his information. And I thought they would chemically castrate them, but I guess not. Mm. No, they need the testosterone. That's what I That's thought. That's what Tony thought. Was That's like, a yeah. weird way to say testosterone. <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, sorry. I thought you were talking about the caramel co- co- uh, candy bars. <laughs> what is it called? Toblerones? Yeah. Yeah, they need the Toblerones. They need the Toblerones. <laughs> I love a Toblerone. My birthday's coming up. Dark chocolate Toblerone. Milk chocolate Toblerone. Anything but the white chocolate. This big? <laughs> they do sell them. Do they? Yeah. yeah at wow. the airport. Oh, I yeah, actually I got that. one once. I don't know. I think you probably got it for me. It was like this big. I was like, when the fuck am I going to eat that thing? Wow. <laughs> That's like, crazy. All right, well, here's chocolate for the next six months. <laughs> a <laughs> to to be fair, as big as you motion is eggs. enough chocolate for you for that was like six a week. years. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You take I, one bite a day for six years. I don't eat as much chocolate as Elaine. Elaine's like a chocoholic. You eat a lot more than you used to, though. Well, I'm old now. I don't care. You eat plenty, like, I'll come downstairs, he'll just be eating M&M's, and I'll be like, what's happened to you? You used to go six months without a single cookie. And now I can't wait for it to be after dinner, so I'm going to have some chocolate chocolate chip ice cream. Ooh. <laughs> right? Doesn't that sound delicious? Anyway, so what are we talking about here? Oh, yeah, Todd's Toblerones. Too, too expensive. They chemically castrated yeah, and cut the Toblerones off. Yeah, they cut the Toblerones off. <laughs> but he's looking at her kind of funny, and it could just be the changing climate that's making him affect this way, or it could be the hot girl. Yeah. Either way. We cut the Todd cutting carrots, and he's not looking, because he's looking at the pretty girl. And he cuts his finger, and he just keeps on going. <laughs> Blood all over the carrots. It's like, oh. So she sees this and asks him, hey, what's it like to be a soldier? Do you even fear, uh, feel emotions or anything? And he hesitates for a minute and goes, fear. And discipline. And discipline. Even now? All the time. So she hugs him. And this he nuts really in his pants. Him out. Yeah, no, he, he does not. <laughs> I was like, did he? No, he starts like shaking <laughs> he or something. Shaking I'm like, because Uh-oh. no one's ever hugged him before in his life, and he freaks, and he has a little bit of an he issue. Nuts. No, he does nut nut. He does nut nut. He does nut nut. He nut nuts. He nut nuts in his pants. <laughs> Way to ruin Something's the movie for that Toblerone. <laughs> he still got his Toblerones because he nut nuts. Yeah, because he, he did shake. <laughs> yeah, like, he, shake no, he had like roll. a pro. He. He probably has all kinds of sensory deprivation issues. Who knows, man? PTSD. I don't know, but he's like... Oh, he definitely has PTSD. Yeah. like Se- Severely. Uh, yeah. Like, what's the worst version of it? That. Yeah. 
when someone hugs you and you should break down and start shaking, that's not good. I mean, I mean when, look, um, especially when you look at his profile and how many people he's killed. Like, this dude's killed more yeah. people than COVID. Yeah, because that, that was the funny part, too, is they showed the, um, the, stats. The, the stats. And I was like, confirmed damn, kills, he, killed, he killed 53 people? Oh, unconfirmed 60? Wow. Oh, no, that was just that one battle? And then it's the next one and the next one. <laughs> like, that's a lot of people. Jesus, that was the one day. This guy, Shit. This guy's killed a lot of fucking people, man. Nor the way has it look on his face and like, whatever. They're yeah. probably not counting all the civilians that got in the uh, way either. Well, yeah, like, count. when he shot that guy, the guy through the, the girl, yeah, that was one. Yeah. Only counts as one. But, yeah, I was like, holy shit. Because everyone's like 50 and then 60 unconfirmed and 50 and 60. It's like, it's like this dude, on a weekend, he's killing 100 people. people. Anyway, so, all right, so it's Christmas time, and Jimmy's dressed as Santa Claus. This really freaks out Todd. Santa Todd, Chickless? Yes. <laughs> Todd has never seen Santa before, or has any idea what the hell everybody's doing. I, no, I don't even... Oh, I assure you, they're not having fucking Christmas in the, in the military here. It's not No that Easter, it, no Christmas, no Sunday Mass. I don't think it's that he's Santa that freaks him out. I think it's the noise and the music. It triggers a flashback, much like fireworks do. He has PTSD, and it triggers a flashback, and he freaks out. And, he, and we see him staring at Sandra hardcore as him, as her and Mace give Nathan a present. Oh, good, more scrap metal. And a decorating tree, so doing yeah. the whole Christmas... Mm-hmm. His PTSD kicks in, and he's like, F this, I'm mobile, full Dinkelman, and goes, sits on top of the dome, and watches the party from the outside. Needs more space. Yes. He just needs a little air. Hanging out with that. I told Carly that's what I do when, when we go to her parents' house, and they're all decorating trees, and I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they hugging? He's like, this is how I feel. And then he said, I said Why is I said, your family so happy? <laughs> and then when I said, and your mom's going to come over, are you okay, Tony? Fear. <laughs> Discipline. <laughs> If you do that, I'll get you something special for Christmas. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be a tumble run. Get it. She will not get no, it at all. No. <laughs> now I'm going to get you a little trophy, and it's going to say Captain Ron on it. I'm going to get you a fan with you and Carly's picture on it. <laughs> let me let me, let me give you a place to not go. Cause all right. So, screw you. His, so he's sad. His entire now life has been soldiering. perfect. <laughs> Like every day, would you stop it? I love it. Every day he's soldiering. He's soldiering, soldiering. And now he's not soldiering anymore. Mm-hmm. So it seems like he's having a hard time. Yeah. Yep. So you next, don't kill that many people and you're like, hey, let me put some balls on this tree, you know? <laughs> Where are the baubles? Yeah. I want to put some baubles. All right. Next day, Jimmy has a gift for Todd. He made him a scarf, which was actually really nice considering if you look around, there's no supplies. Yeah. So he had to, you know, really do put some work on it. And it's a good disguise. We learned in Thor Ragnarok. Right. <laughs> the only. It's good probably Thor. good for sandstorms, honestly. Yeah. The, the good Thor yeah. movie we call that now. Oh, okay. <laughs> As opposed to all the, the other Thor movies. No, the good Thor movie is Thor Love and Fun- Thunder. The great Thor movie is Ragnarok. I have to rewatch them all. I feel like I need to watch the first Thor again. I'm not watching Dark World again. But I think it's we'll, better than the first Thor, so you might as well skip the first Thor. Oh, challenge accepted. Now we're going to watch them both. Oh, snap. What? Might as well go. Uh, as well you go can't make me watch a movie. <laughs> what are you going to do? Strap me in a chair and use toothpicks to hold open my eyes? Oh, no, you're not the director of her. I'll say, you've seen Clock War on Chavin's show. <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, well, they sit down and like hold his eyes yes, open. Yes, I, I know. I've seen that. I I know enough about a, it to know that so I don't want to watch it. That movie's fucking weird. No, that movie's disgusting. I, I know enough It'll about it to know I don't want to watch it. It'll make you hate the song it. Singing in the Rain. Yeah. 
Like that's I don't it, ever like, want to hate next that time song. You're like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, you don't that song's that so wonderful. I never nope. want to hate that. Nope. Definitely don't movie. want to watch that movie. <laughs> I know I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> It'll ruin it for you. There are many things I know. <laughs> it's easy to look at a movie and just know enough to know, I don't want to watch that. There was this weird trailer I saw today, though, that looked like a Stepford Wives remake that seemed really awesome. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, with the girl from uh, um, Yelena. Uh, yeah. Uh, the sister from... What's her name? Child I gotta Girl. add... Yeah, you gotta Tony watch the trailer. Tony and I are both like, what? Hold on, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll come. You keep going. I'm gonna oh, find it and tell Witcher. him. No, not Witcher. No. Yelena. It doesn't... I'm gonna tell... I'm gonna tell him in a minute. Okay. You sure? Yes. Her name Black is Widow Florence sister. Pugh, by the way. Florence Pugh, oh, it's yeah, Black, uh, Widow Black Widow Sister. Yeah. Yes, but she has an upcoming movie called Don't Worry Darling with, I think that I saw that, that's a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins, begins to worry that his glamorous company may be hiding disturbing secrets. It kind of looks like a remake it's of Stepford Wives. It's 100% Stepford And the direct for, directed by Olivia Wilde. It just looks good. Yeah. Chris Pine's in it. I just what? said that. I saw the trailer today. And, she, she, and he's wearing more makeup than her. And I can't <laughs> tell if it'd be something I'd like or something that would freak it's, me out. It's totally Stepford Wives. But it sounds like something that Tony should watch What is it called again? Don't worry, darling. All right, I'll look I've never it. seen this. No, no, what's the name of the title? I understand what it is, but I've never seen it. I've never seen the original. All right, so Jimmy's got I've... a scarf. <laughs> and he wants to go find Todd, but Todd has made a makeshift punching bag, which is actually just an empty drum. Yeah. He's beating the bejesus out of him. And Kurt's doing good, man. Yeah. He's, he's fucking laying some waste on this he's, fucking he's bag. He's put some combos in, yeah. And this is giving him more PSD. Think about all the people that he killed. I'm like, yeah. he's going to be here a while, because if you saw those numbers... He was there so long, his knuckles were all bloody. <laughs> he pumped those numbers up. Yeah. Just then, Jimmy comes in and he he gets startled. Todd grabs him by the neck and holds him down as this rolling thing was coming to crush him. And Jimmy's like, "Dude, please don't kill me." And then finally, Todd snaps out of it and is like, "Oh, sorry, dude." And at this point, everybody walks in and stares at Todd. Everybody's all. Yeah, but they do. Okay, they have the completely wrong reaction to this, but at the same time, they do understand. That it's that he's got a murderer, mm-hmm. like he's one hundred percent murderer. No, let me rephrase. <laughs> they do understand that he's having some kind of issue. That is, not, it's not like he wanted to murder Santa Chicklets. <laughs> it's that he has some emotional problems. It's very, it's very much in between Mad Max and Riddick. It's like yes. this slides right in there. Like, I really would have wanted to see a sequel to this. I would want It would be interesting. This, this is one of the movies that Him and the soldiers the adapting to a new planet? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, everybody's like, oh, fuck, we need to get rid of them, and then monsters show up or something, and they fucking candle them. And know? there's more of them now. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, we, we need to get rid of these guys. But what if we tell them to leave, and they just say, no. Yeah. <laughs> then what? Well, then yeah. I guess they're in charge. Yeah. So Mace and Sandra are in bed, and they're talking about Todd. Um, the people appear to be, uh, you know, let's be honest, they're a bunch of betas in this town. They don't know what to do when, when a guy like this shows up, like, um, stop putting your feet on me. I'm going to grab your toes and twist them. <laughs> well, you weren't getting the hint. No means no. All right, so, um, the word about the, this big giant alpha who comes into their community and throws a monkey in their wrench into the whole getup. So we cut back to Todd, who's still punching this drum to the point of exhaustion. He can barely stand. 
hands are dripping blood. And we cut to Todd fighting some other kid in school. Fun fact, <laughs> that reason why that kid looks like Kurt Russell, that's his son. Nice. It's like, aha, uh -huh, because the lady's like, that looks just like Kurt Russell. Good job. I read the trivia. Well, that's his son. It should. If it and, didn't. And, and by fighting, we mean he beats this fucking kid to death. We didn't see what started it, but he ends uh, up on top. He pummels his kid. I mean, he's ground then, to pounds for fucking half an hour. I think he I am And then enough. sits down like, what? I wanted to destroy something beautiful. <laughs> I assume that they're fighting because they're told to fight. Not uh, maybe. But you, you think someone would stop it. Why would they? I'm up here. That's true. They do shoot people on casual jogs. <laughs> All right. So Todd is woken up by Nathan the next morning. And we look, and we see that there's now a snake has slithered in. There's a snake in my boot. And it's close to Nathan, and Todd looks at it, grabs a boot, throws it at Nathan. Nathan looks at him, and he grabs Todd grabs the other boot and fucking slams it on the bed like, let's go, go to work. Yep. And he well, looks at him again, he's like, kill the fucking snake. And it basically saved his, him or his wife's life, probably. And then the snake lunges at Nathan. So Todd grabs it out of the air, throws it to the ground, looks at him again. Kill the snake. <laughs> but Nathan does not kill the Nathan snake. Nathan doesn't kill it. Just then his dad comes in and is like, what is wrong with you? It could have killed him. And he's like, yeah, that's why I wanted him to kill it. <laughs> but <laughs> so he didn't say anything. He didn't explain that he, he was trying he to teach like, him. Look, this is the world. Kill or be fucking killed, dude. Especially when you live on a desolate planet with God knows what animals. <laughs> snakes. Well, I mean, <laughs> I hope their whole ecology isn't these weird people and snakes. <laughs> All right. So just then, the leader decides they're going to kick out Todd. He says, hey, we don't hate you. We love you. And if you need anything, you call us. But get the fuck out. But you can't live with <laughs> you us. You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the old, here's your hat, what's your hurry kind of story. <laughs> don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. That's right. Um, so they give Todd all the supplies that they think he's going to need, and they set him off. And luckily, Todd has that scarf that Jimmy gave him because he, he does the... Uh, the cigar yeah. disguise, <laughs> cigar disguise, and walks away. So Todd finds a nice huge pipe to just hang out in, and he starts to cry. And you get the impression this is the first time he's cried because it startles him. He's like, "What is this water coming out of my face?" <laughs> I love that scene. See your favorite scene? You oh wait, to wait. Don't tell me. I just think it's interesting that he finally feels an emotion that isn't fear or discipline. <laughs> Although, I think... About the, uh, I, no, that's when he nutted. <laughs> Do you have to call it nutted? Nuts. Nuts. Nutted in his pants. Keep trying. What is it? And I coffee? jizzed in my pants. <laughs> <sighs> Mason Sandra asleep. <laughs> And suddenly, a snake has arrived and will surely kill them until Nathan pulls them. Then off. snake crawls all over them. Uh-huh. And What is that? This snake so, is about to nut in his pants. So He's what is all with you with over pants? them. So now Sandra and Mace are awoken to their son beating the bejesus out of a snake with a boot. Yeah. And they realize, oh, oh shit, shit, we were wrong. It might be good to have somebody that can kill the shit out of anything or around. Or <laughs> that teaches my son how to protect himself. Yeah. Because my idea is I'll just protect him and would, he'll be fine. Because we would vote the snake out of my bed, I guess. Right. That's their, you know, we'll vote the snakes away and they'll be fine. When these people die, all these kids are dead. We need the St. Patrick's motherfucker. <laughs> so this guilt's makes into getting, getting Todd back. And, and she's like, but we voted. We voted wrong. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, sir, but this is not how this works. That's what Tony goes. What's he going to bring him back? And everybody's just like, all right, maybe Yeah, so. yeah, no problem. 
But there's a problem here. But anyway. <laughs> but again, they're a bunch of betas. He'd be like, I'm not leaving. They'd be like, yeah, but you know what? We wanted you back anyway, buddy. She was the asshole. Let's get rid of her. <laughs> no, at the same time, they voted like that because they were afraid of him and they didn't, and maybe they didn't think he was changing. But this was proof that he is changing. So then maybe they need to have more patience. So Mace finds Todd and he says they were wrong and they're sorry. Are they? Are they really sorry? Mace are, is sorry. He's yeah. sorry. He says they. Him and his wife. Well, he, he has to sell it to him because the guy can kill him with his bare hands. Right. He's doing the thing. He's doing it. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. So. Right. So, and then they're like, all right, fine, I'll come back. And it's amazing because just in time, here comes the fucking armada. Perfect timing. It's what they call it. And amazing. fucking Mace is like, oh my God, they're landing. Thank God. And <laughs> he's like, hey. And Todd's like, no. no. Yeah, I've seen so that I, ship before. I know that ship. You're dead. <laughs> I'm probably dead too, but you're you're but absolutely very dead. You're absolutely dead. Have a Toblerone. <laughs> he says, you gotta, you know, reach down, grab your Toblerones, and let's get running. <laughs> um, so the new soldiers arrive and they're looking for a fight. I mean security sweep. You're doing a security sweep. And we see six oh seven is there. I like his name is Kane six oh seven, but I call him six oh seven, the other one Todd. Hmm. Every time you say Todd, I think of the George Carlin thing. About how Todd is a soft name. Todd and Tucker. How you doing, Todd? And Kyle. He's like, I'll bet you Joey, Vinny, and Marky beat the fuck out of Todd (laughs) every single time. Not this Todd. Not this Todd. This Todd's a bad motherfucker. That would be fun to make a bunch of super engineer soldiers and just name them not very strong masculine names. Percy. Yeah. (laughs) Or Aaron. like a boy named Sue kind of thing. A. A. Ron. Name one of them Ashley. Ashley, that's a good one. Anything that you can be a boy and a girl name would be good. Sean. Aaron. Ashley. I know a couple Seans in one. But, fun fact, all the tough guy Seans I know is all S-E-A-N. That's because that's how you spell the, that version of it. That's the Celtic way to spell it, where it's a man's name. S-H-A-W-A-N. And that's feminine. Although I know a dude who spells his name that whose name is spelled that way. I know a few S E A N Sean's dudes. Sean Bean. I also know S H A W N. Sean Bean's a bad motherfucker. I mean, he dies and everything, but he gives it a good fight. It's kind of like how the male Aaron is A A R O N and the female Aaron is all E R I N. Yeah. I've never melt melt. I've never melt. Never melted anyone. A male E R I N. No. It's weird. All right, dinner bell. Mm-hmm. People come to the square. We see 607 um, sees Todd and Mace fleeing. So he fires upon him. He's like, oh, hostiles. Um, Mace is hit, and Todd drags him where um, 607 can't see them, and they assume that he's killed them. Uh, the soldiers continue to patrol. Mace wants to know, why are they firing upon us? Was it a mistake? And he's like, no. <laughs> They're here to kill you. Mace cries and, and thinks of his son before dying. Well, he realizes that they're going to kill everyone in the colony. Meanwhile, I forgot to mention, they blew off his legs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's missing a couple things. There's a great scene where Kurt Russell is trying to tie a tourniquet around his leg and also covering his mouth so he can't scream <laughs> while the soldiers walk right past them. Mm-hmm. These are not good soldiers. No. All right. So Their reconnaissance skills are crap. Real because loud around there because even with the rope or his hand so, his mouth the dude is still out later on Gary Busey says maybe you should have made him smart instead of strong <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong alright so 
Church and Meekum uh, are told that there's people on this planet. Meekum says, that's great. They're not supposed to be here. They're hostiles. And right? Or I wrote, his tiles. <laughs> his tiles. They're his tiles. Not your tiles. Well, church is like, if they're civilians, then yeah. we need to bring them in. Attack them and bring them back. No. He's like, no, no, they're hostile. They're his tiles. They need to go. Back at the camp, the leader prepares to go talk to them. And she's like, all right, anybody who has weapons, stand by. I'm going to go talk to them. And she gets up there and goes, oh, say God be with us or something? Because she knows she's fucking dead. Because she literally walked up, like, good leader, good, good on her for being like, all right, I'm going to go make contact. It didn't go well for her. She walked up and they blew a cannon in her chest. So she dies. All right. Um, some of you guys have guns. Yeah, these guys are no match for better trained, better equipped soldiers. Mm-mm. Wearing body armor. Wearing body armor. This is like a hot knife through butter kind of a thing. Because <laughs> they are shooting them, but it's not penetrating. <laughs> it's... Did anybody else think that these outfits that they're wearing look a little bit like the bad guys... From this movie called Harley Davidson. I hate to bring it up. Friends, if you're not sure what we're talking about, go back and listen like, to our episode on Harley Davidson Marvel Man. It'll, it'll but their outfits look as if they took those outfits and then just added a gas mask. Mm. <laughs> so we learned that the oldies are not considered soldiers anymore. Their support. It's like, wait, they what? They don't get weapons, and they don't even have to salute anymore. It's like, wow, really? <laughs> All right, so back in camp, there's a three-man fire team. And, what we and by fire team, we mean these motherfuckers have flamethrowers. <laughs> the old soldiers are on the boat, mm-hmm. on the ship. Yeah, it's not a boat. <laughs> yeah, well, they're on the ship, though. That's, that's important that not, it's, we learn this about them, but we learn that because they're actually on the ship. Yes. All right, so um, the old soldiers are on the ship. And their support, so they're going to be doing communication and things like that. The fl- the fire team come in to set people on fire, like on fire, like they couldn't kill them. No, no, they're going to set these fuckers on this thing, this thing bothers me. Okay, so you've complained before about the bow and arrow, right? I'm like, why do all these fuckers have to have bow and arrows in all these movies? Um, it's quiet. Yeah, they have suppressors. And, and but high, and high caliber weapons. Yeah, but high caliber weapons. You know what doesn't matter if you shoot them in the fucking head? I don't care if they heard it. But why in my futuristic sci-fi movies <laughs> do they always have flamethrowers? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're walking around the flamethrower. I'm like, that's, and that's the not the best weapon. Because now, now you say they're quiet, but you know what's not quiet? A man burning to death. Because no. you know what they do? Like, Scream. Yeah. A lot. You know what does is not easy to aim, probably? A flamethrower. I think so I can shoot it this way, and also, you're still gonna burn. You're carrying <laughs> like a flamethrower. You got to carry fuel for that, so you're yeah. just a walking flammable Explosions. bomb. Yeah. In the middle of a combat zone. Now, if you were fighting in the jungle, flamethrower 100. percent Get it? Yep. I'm totally on board with that because you're in the jungle, baby. They need minigun. <laughs> yeah. But they all should have been. But that's what I'm saying. Minigun. Some chew because that'll make a sexual tyrant. I'm sorry. Laser weapon, maybe for futuristic laser. But a fucking flamethrower? Because that's the same thing. In Aliens, Vasquez, you know what she has? A fucking flamethrower. What the hell, man? Well, there's a new Predator come out where they're going to fight a Predator with a bow and arrow. This should Pre- not go well. Actually, it's getting good critical reviews so far. Really? Because... Um, Got good reviews from Comic-Con. Because a 100-pound girl with a bow and arrow is going to take out a Yaucha? I don't think so, but it's quiet. It is quiet. <laughs> I don't think it matters. We don't know that the girl's going to win. That's, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care if it's a whole I army of men. I don't think it's a young Indian brave. 
I don't care if it's 3,000... A for Native American heroes everywhere. If it's 3,000 dudes the size of Dwayne Johnson with, with spears and bow and arrow and swords, they have zero chance against a fully equipped Yaucha. That chick <laughs> in Alien vs. Predator beat a Yaucha. She had help. And what she didn't fight a Yaucha. No, she, she fought, fought an predator. alien. <laughs> I mean, an alien. You're right. Completely different. She had a, a predator with her. Well, a xenomorph, which is scarier than a Yaucha. She so had a predator the, with her. So if this... If that black chick could take out a fucking alien, a xenomorph, with nothing but ancient hiking tools, then an Indian brave can beat a yaucha. And they're not even called yauchas, because that's a made-up word. All words are made up. (laughs) (laughs) Those are both true. (laughs) My problem with the trailer for that, you saw the trailer, is they're like, you shouldn't be a hunter. Because you're not a good hunter. And she's like, I want to be a hunter. I'm going to be a hunter. And they're like, we don't want you to be. She's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go hunt. And then she fails in the hunt, and the bear's going to kill her. And then the predator And then the yaucha just rips it apart. And I'm like, why would you do that? (laughs) See, this is why I'm like, hey, they have no chance. We're misinterpreting this movie. It lifted up a bear and ripped it in half. Look, we're misinterpreting (laughs) this movie. If a bear comes at you, you're dead. This is not a movie about this Indian brave chick... Pocahontas Native American deer versus <coughs> Native American versus the Yaucha. This is about the Yaucha in search of a bride. Come on, mm. <laughs> Yauchahannas. Yep. I never considered. This that. is a Yaucha love story. <laughs> I never considered that, dude. What if it ends up being a romance? <laughs> and it's a love story, and it just is fucking everybody's wrong. I would watch that, and it would be hilarious. I'm gonna stand up at the end of the movie, look right in the eyeballs, so and go, "Fuck you, funny, you did this." We saw the end of Alien versus Predator when that there. Yaucha came down and was like, well, now you're my gra- my daughter-in-law. Cause if there was another 30 minutes on that movie, I don't know what we would have seen. I'm just saying, we've seen it before. Any, sp- any little bit of a badass chick and the Yauchas are all like, oh my God, this They're is waiting for me. I'm sorry, I just I just don't buy the fact that any um, indigenous tribe of the Native American <laughs> is going to take out a fucking predator. No, but she's a she's a hottie warrior, and then they get they have laser they get guns and invisibility. DT, they get, all right, fucked. I will say <laughs> they get DT W or DT wide down to Yaucha. <laughs> down to Yaucha. He's gonna get rid of Yaucha. Yo, the Ohio, you know, Yaucha. You know that sword that comes out of his hand. Yaucha. Mm-hmm. Anyways. I will say, but it's gonna kill all of them. Easy. I will say that a well-placed arrow can kill just about anything. That is why the bow and arrow was a weapon of with very great effect for a very long if period Jesse of time. If Jesse the Body Ventura with a minigun couldn't take it out, I'm just these saying, guys have no chance. Dutch killed it with a knife. Dutch killed it with several spears and mud and a log. <laughs> a big the log. log helped a lot. <laughs> Which he. With what did Danny Glover kill it with? I don't remember. Nine millimeter? No. I want to say it was like so a high powered rifle or something. Mm-hmm. An elephant gun. The same gun that what's his name used in Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, Fuck you. <laughs> anyway. This is derailed. A little bit. Wildly. A little bit. So This is a much more interesting movie than we're giving it credit for. But we for. may have to do that for the podcast. Sandra is uh, Sandra is almost set on fire, but luckily is wearing her plot armor and runs away. <laughs> she gets around the corner. She gets around the corner, and there's Todd. The flamethrower is a dumb weapon. It is for this. It is. But Todd, it looks cool, though. But Todd is there with a fucking rocket launcher. And he puts a, l- a rocket finally placed on this dude's chest. Now, their bullets were bouncing off, but this rocket goes through. Well, because it's a fucking rocket. Yeah. Not only did he have a rocket, he had extra rounds. If you have the right weapon, it'll tear right through it. So then there's a soldier blasting with a minigun. 
and he's doing great until he runs into Todd with the no, rocket launcher. I like this. This was fun cinematography, though, right? So the minigun guy walks in the room, and you see kid, 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 Sandra, rocket launcher. Oh. <laughs> really so now 607 is talking to the guys like, hey, what's going on? And Todd gets on the radio and growls. Which is weird. $192,000 growl right <laughs> That is weird. It's a weird, it's a very strange choice. No, see, if you listen to it real close, it's a money. No, see, and I thought. I thought he was just going to pretend to be one of those guys. So Which they he, does he does that later. I know. But All right. I actually thought. He doesn't pretend to be one of those guys. He is one of those but guys. But I thought this was going to be some kind of signal that Gary Busey was going to pick up on. Like this was something like the soldier, like something they've been like, trained to do. Like an an enemy apocalypse. I got a message that only I can understand. <laughs> that Gary Buse, like, because there's so there's Meacham, and then there's Church, and his two, and the two aides are look like they're Church's aides. They're not Meacham's aides because they obviously seem to be more on Church's side than Meacham's side. And I thought when the aide says that it was a growl, and I would have thought Church would be like, oh. like I think there there should have been like some inkling. Like, yeah. that, oh, that's what the soldiers are trained to do when they're on enemy comms or something. But no. They're not Marines. Only Marines. But then it was a other. weird But it was a weird choice if it didn't have any meaning. Because yeah. he doesn't do things without meaning because he does almost nothing. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't take this personally. He's just doing what he's trained. He's like, bad guys killed him. He's not like, I got to kill that bad guy. He's a bad guy. So Church and Meekum are discussing what the best course of action is. Church is like, well, this is pretty simple. There's people in there. They seem to be trained. We pull out and carpet bomb. Because well, he says we pull out, then we go back in later with all the firepower we have. Yeah. Because that's what you do. This is war. You don't fight people on their own land. That's right. It's really hard. And never bet against a Sicilian we'll, when death we'll, is on the line. Well, we'll see that in Predator when it comes down and fights the Native Americans on their own land. Prey. Prey. That's what it's called. It's called Prey. Yeah, but that's, you know. Which is actually a really good name for a Predator movie. That is a really good name for a Predator mm-hmm. movie. But he's invisible. Dude, but what if this movie's awesome? But <laughs> I have a hard time believing that people with a bow and arrow and spears and swords but are going to have a chance in hell against a guy who's invisible with a laser gun. But what if it is? You know what, what if he goes, you know what? You guys are warriors. I'm a warrior. He did this with Dutch. Fuck all this shit and let's do this. And no, then okay. they do a fucking couple of arrows in him. I mean, that could hurt. So I hate to bring up the movie The Beast. All right, we're going to talk about that later. So at the camp, <laughs> Nathan fights Todd gearing up for war. But people that will attack a tank with sticks and stones, you got to watch out for. That's true. They don't got a lot that's to That's something we learn from history all over. And that's why we have the whole nuke them from orbit mindset. Because when you go on the ground, what's happening now? It fell over. Use your words, dear. But when you go hand to hand, when you ground fight with people in their native territory, we've learned this all throughout history. You, Russia. <laughs> Why would you attack the Russia in the winter, high, you dumbass? The losses are always higher than expected. It's how we won the Revolutionary War. It's how we lost in Vietnam. Because when you don't know the terrain... In the a, middle of her fucking tirade, she's eating. <laughs> she couldn't wait till she was done with her sentence before she put an M&M in there. No, I couldn't. I needed it to finish my thought. She needed the energy, the sugars. But we've learned this. This is, like, they're not capable of killing everybody but they're capable of more destruction than they're ever given credit for so why couldn't <laughs> we'll see to i mean be, to obviously be continued. this in this native american brave lady will 
kill wow. a Yautja because it's a movie and she's it's got a, fire yeah, mm-hmm. No, no, it'd be awesome. This one would be awesome. He kills them all and then leaves because they don't have a fucking chance. We go back to Yautja one. Yes, he goes back to Yautja one. I, but I want to see the Yautja planet where you train your little Yauchas. It looks a lot like the Yauchins. See, they're picked from birth, depending on how much they're crying. And they go to this thing where they watch Doberman kill a boar. I want to see the baby Yauchins. But the, the Yauchlets. The Yauchlets. <laughs> so at the camp, Nathan finds... Uh, all right, so we are talking about that. Sandra asked Mace about... Um, Sandra asked Todd about Mace. And he's like, no. She's like, they killed him, didn't they? I She's kept like, expecting... When he came back to the base... I expected him to have Mace's body with him. No, that's but heavy. he didn't. He didn't bring back Mace's because body because he's an effective soldier. An effective soldier's like, oh, the fight's on. You leave the body. We, we can go get a haul ass. We'll get him later. Saying. He's not going anywhere. He's missing the leg. <laughs> I'm just, I'm All right, so and he should know dead. Yeah, Todd put some shoe shine on his face. Sandra asks how many more they're going to be. He's like seventeen, exactly seventeen. He's like, well, what are you going to do? He's like, oh, I'm going to kill them all. And she's like, oh, well, he- tell us, lead us, we'll help you. And he's like, no. nah. <laughs> they, no, deserve, no. they deserve a soldier's death. Soldiers deserve to be killed by soldiers. What? That is douchey. That's a nice way of saying you're going to kill yourself. A, you're going to be more of a hindrance than a help. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I'm, I don't want to have to worry about saving your life and killing them. Like there's I'd rather you stay here. somewhere else. Like he's making small strides to being a human. <laughs> it's easier for me to hide. This was like a douchey level <laughs> I did like not 16 expect. Sixteen kids and a lady, you know, pulling up the rear. Yeah, yeah, you four guys with your, you know, your 22s aren't going to yeah. be much help. Fuck off. So. What are you going to do? I'm going to kill them, sir. First of all, he should have said man. No. He's a good soldier. You, no. But. Uh, There's no genders in the future? Damn. Yeah. Oh. Actually, I think they called a girl a sir in the beginning. Yeah, they, they did. Them all, sir. Yeah, they were all sir. Well, they were way ahead of their time, huh? Yeah. You, he didn't assume their identity. You just called them all sir. <laughs> well. Damn. I mean, in Star Trek, don't they do that, too? Yes. Every, yeah. Everybody's sir. Everybody's a sir. Because oh. you have aliens, you don't know. If I was a woman, I'd want to be man. Sir, wait, do you have little flow? No, want to be ma'am. No, no incorrect. You don't want to be ma'am. No woman wants to be ma'amed. Why? Because it means you're old. Oh God, everything means you're old. That's your problem. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? No. See, it's real weird. It doesn't when, even when matter. Teenagers call you ma'am when you're like 24, and you're like, no, 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 I'm not there yet. It I'm 38 now. No, no, I'm not there yet. <laughs> It doesn't matter. What age do you become you know, a ma'am? I don't know. I, I haven't found it yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold up. Can we get through this? Nobody wants to be called ma'am. So new Except soldiers show up and immediately agree to buy Todd. Of no. He shoots a few. He throws one in a snake pit. He stabs one in the eye. He comes out of water like a mix between Rambo and the Terminator. Why is there a snake pit so close to this? I guess you got to put him somewhere. That's where you trap him. We didn't uh, even discuss why are there snakes. He's taking them out mm-hmm. one by one. Soldiers scramble and locate that their sniper's there, and they run to where they feel the sniper is. And as they, can you make more noise? That'd be dandy. I hundred percent can. This made me think all of a sudden the snake pit about that rat thing in Skyfall. <laughs> we put all the snakes in. Oh head, yeah. And then what do you create? Snakes that only eat snakes. <laughs> that <only> eat snake. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think she's onto something she else. Might be. <laughs> That's two for Carly. She's she's nailing it today. It just popped in my head. <laughs> but are they immune to their own venom? Because then they just bite each other and they're like, oh, that sucks. You didn't know. Then you have snakes. Don't eat people. They only eat the rat. <laughs> we need to watch Skyfall. That's a great movie. You, you want to put Skyfall? Elaine to bed? <laughs> no, that's Casino Royale. She's never seen the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so now he's killing people left and right. So as they run up to find this, the sniper ends up being a dummy. And you're like, oh, shit, run. 
and he has a bomb. And the bomb goes boom, and they die. Um, luckily, there's another well-placed sandstorm, but this time it brings crosses out of the ground. Yeah. I've already said that. The whole time. I said, like, what? I said, if those crosses could come out of the ground so easily, why would they have them so close to their yeah. fucking colony? We've seen multiple sandstorms, and those crosses didn't budge. I maintain there's not a lot of sand in these sandstorms. I think it's just wind. You don't see a lot of sand. You just see cracked ground. Well, do you know what a sandstorm looks like if you actually film it? Dirty wind. Look down at the beach. It looks just like that. You can't see shit. This is a movie. You need to see what's going on. I'm just saying we don't know that it's actually sand, that, that there's any sand All in right, hold storm. on. We're getting it's down to the nitty-gritty here. There's only a few soldiers left. Mm -hmm. Todd falls from the sky like he's sting from WCW <laughs> and kills a couple more guys. 607. He gets, he gets on transport, too. Mm -hmm. 607 arrives at the camp, and um, he's very effective in causing fires. Not killing a lot of people, though. Um, well, he's driving transport well, one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Holy, and then I wrote, holy shit, Pickles, there's a guy on fire. Mm -hmm. 607 is calling for the other crawler to ask what his location is. Todd is on Crusher 2. and he's Crusher 2? Like, crawler 2. Well, you know what? Spelling's hard for me sometimes. It's crawler, but they do crush a lot of cars and shit for them. There yeah, was a they school have giant bus. Ass fucking tires. They're like Bigfoot times 12. Either way, he's like, hey, where are you at? And he's like, I'm over here. He goes, well, you're in the wrong spot. Go over there. He's like, yeah, I'm on my way over there. And he's like, uh, asshole, I still see you. You're still coming for me. Yeah. He's like, no, 9 o'clock, affirmative. And then he's like, hey, if you don't turn, you're going to hit me. He's like, yep. <laughs> and then we see that it's Todd. He's like, oh, he actually says shit. Now he knows he's got to cover his ass. They lock eyes. He doesn't like But I don't think they actually can see each other. But it looks like they lock eyes. Todd cr well, hits a, yeah. Todd hits a bus and, and it crushes two soldiers who happen to be standing in front of this bus. They deserved it. They shouldn't have been standing there. Mm -hmm. It's their own fault. That's what see, if they, did, they weren't doing what I told them not to do, <laughs> they'd still be alive. This is him. You want to know what really Bang. bothers me about Bang. this? Why? So, Todd goes maximum ramming speed and fucking hits crawler one. And 607 and knocks that crawler into what the orchard that these people have planted it's their whole food supply so yeah you've gone and you've saved them but, but now, now we're all going to starve to death it's a snake snake for stew for a little while they are a plethora of snakes also why doesn't 607 just move <laughs> Because it's kind of like the Austin Powers thing where it's like coming and coming and he's like it looking been, and it's coming and it's coming. Like, just throw that bitch in reverse. It would have been better if he had hit him on the <laughs> no. other side because he doesn't have peripheral on there that side. There you go, exactly. So Todd calls the command. Well, the command calls Todd and asks what's going on. He tells him that his men have robbed Shalit. And they panic, even though um, he says, I'm not panicking. I'm like, I think, I think that you are. A little bit. <laughs> Want to know what else bothers me here? Gary Busey. No, not Gary Busey. So they panic because all their men are being murdered, okay? And then the aide says, we don't even have guns to arm the other soldiers. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> there should be a plethora of guns. Yeah, you don't, you, what are you doing? <laughs> so you said you only had a finite amount of guns and this military ship, and you sent them all ship. out with these, like... You, you don't have a secret... You don't have an armory? See, that's just bad writing right there. Yeah. That's dumb. They I'm, I'm very upset. of bullets, but they only brought, what, 19 guns? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no room for guns because they had to bring all these bullets. There was 21 guns, guns total. Break. They, never they only never brought can. enough stuff for 21 people because that's how many people can That's how kill. good they are. There's 21 people and there's 21 bullets. 
But Whoa. what the fuck? I was like, what? 607 pops up like he's the goddamn Undertaker and takes what I'm putting quotation mark meds. Because it's got a, a needle yeah. and it shoots a bunch of green shit in him. And there's a predator uh, fix himself. Yeah. He said EpiPen. It looked like Jefferson. He was allergic to Todd. Jefferson Logan. Mm-hmm. Not you. Yes, I've seen Logan. Uh, I went with you to see it in the theater. You know when he pops himself full of that stuff and gets really, really strong for a minute? Mm-hmm. It's a lot like that. Mm-hmm. He takes a bunch of pills, too. Well, that was just for the headaches. Mm. All right, so. Command decides it's time to set off what they call a planet killer because they have 15 of them. Yeah. They don't have guns. They have planet killers. But they can take out planets. Planet killers. Mm -hmm. I guess if you have planet killers, you don't really need guns, right? (laughs) Should we shoot them? Eh, Just throw one of those down there. (laughs) Sandra tells a story to the kids to try to keep them going. I think they should be running. Yeah. 607 shows up. This is the other thing. Okay. So we know that they're going to attack our base. Mm-hmm. So why don't we and the kids go hide in the junk? <laughs> why are we still hiding in the base? Yeah. We should have deserted the base because we know that this is where they're going to come because they know that our colony is here. So we should have went to hide in the junk. It's dumb. This is really dumb. You would think that this would be number one. I would immediately say, well, we need to leave here because this is where they're going to look first. Facts. Them do be facts. That's being attacked 101. All right, so 607 is on the hunt, but Sandra and the kids run into Todd, and he's like, we should go. Todd walks right into 607 and says, holy shitballs. Let's go back. Holy fucking shitballs. You need to go back where you can. I fought this dude before. did not end well. I was dead. (laughs) (laughs) So however long it took them to get from where I was to this planet, question mark. So Todd gets beat up for a while. And then, for some reason, the sign just falls on 607's head. So, Todd gets the upper hand for a second. Oh, no, he's getting his ass whooped again. But just as he's about to get killed, Todd looks down at a shard, and 607 looks down at a two. He's like, oh, you're going to try to stab me with that. I'm going to get it and stab you with that. But, no, he throws an airplane propeller at his chest, and it cuts him. Yep. And 607 goes, because 607 can't see the airplane propeller because that's on his bad side, his <laughs> blind side. He gets blindsided by Todd. Lane really wants to push this. Well, that's his problem. It's what you should be doing. (laughs) Otherwise, you just gave him a blind eye for no reason. You should be throwing lots of laps. It's the only reason he's able to win. Spoilers. All right. So, (laughs) so Tiger's upper hand and chokes him to death. Mm -hmm. And breaks his neck. After punching him in his stomach wound a couple of times. Yeah. Ow. So, the oldies show up and set up a bomb. The planet killer. The oldies. Mm -hmm. What would you call them? I thought you were right. (laughs) The obsolete. The golden oldies. The golden oldies show up. Version one. And they set up a bomb. Mark ones and 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 Sandra and this and, and the other survivors are there and sees Riley sees Todd, who's one of the oldies. The head oldie salutes Todd because he's like, "Hey man, nice shot." Because they walk up and there's shot, Todd man. and they're like, "Oh my God, you're not Wish dead." You. This guy was our leader. We took orders from him. <laughs> right. So Meekum um, wants to leave with all the soldiers. Like, fuck that. Church is like, "Excuse me, we have to wait for our soldiers to get back." And he's like, "Nah, it'll be fine. Fuck them guys." He's like, I'm a, um, he's like, I'm a superior officer, and you will leave. And Garabuse is like, all right, look, fuckface. Yeah. <laughs> he gets up to give him some shit, and he gets shot. shot. I didn't expect this. He gets shot in the gut and dies immediately. Right. <laughs> Not weeks later. Did you ever see, watch Reservoir Dogs again? Yeah. Are you a doctor? Say the fucking words. You're going to be okay. All right, so Meekin takes control of the ship and is like, all right, let's go. But just then... The oldies show up. You hear their boots. The oldies show up. 
And then next thing you see is all of the command, even the other two, the girl and the other guy, are being dragged off the ship. And they're like, you can't do this. I'm an officer. And it's like, this is what happens when okay. the shit gets real. They're like, fuck you, get off, the, get off my ship. Maybe if you had guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had that. Officer, I don't own a sidearm. And they get thrown off the ship. Now, the command runs to the bomb to try to disable it. And the girl, I forget her name, tries to disable. She's like, fuck, is it 6-7 or 7-6? So Meacham, in his infinite knowledge, decides to push her out of the way and just hit 7-6. And then it goes boom. Yeah. And now they're all dead. And now they're all dead. And for some reason, this ship does not get incinerated as it's being chased no, it by the giant ball fire, of fire. Just like everybody does. This planet instantly explodes, though. What the fuck was this bomb made out of? Mm. Yeah. Um, if you have the technology that a bomb on the surface of a planet can penetrate through the core and make a whole bomb, a whole planet explode, why are your elite troops using flamethrowers? <laughs> <laughs> and bullets. Yeah, why, got, why are they shooting destruction? I, I literally have nothing for you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they want to be mean. Yeah. Because if they hit that bomb, you're just dead. If they use a flamethrower, you're tortured. They're sadistic assholes. Mm-hmm. There, so yeah, so they're right up for you. You did. Uh-huh. All right, so we peep, all the people are now on board the ship. Nathan goes to the oldies and sees, we find that they're going to the Trinity Moons. Thank you. <laughs> and Nathan wants a hug. So Todd he obliges him. He wants up. And mm-hmm. this fig, this freaks everybody else. like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's fine. So then we see Todd. And then they just go back to their dad. (laughs) So Todd has adopted this kid. He's like, yeah, I know your dad's dead, but I'm your daddy now. Oh, snap. He doesn't say that. Says that to her mom, too. Yep. (laughs) Oh, that's that's what he said to Sandra. He's like, I want to show you what happened in my pants before. Hey! All right. The only really scene is her and these kids. So did all the other men die? No, we see... (laughs) It doesn't matter. We do see more than just the kids. We see... There's a flash of the refugees on the plane, oh, yeah, and there's yeah, some yeah. other people in there covered in wounds. So there's theoretically some other women, children, and possible men. Well, anyway, so now they're headed for the Trinity Moons. And, you know, they, they make no mention about what's going on at that planet. There's people already living there. Because when you go to somewhere people are living, nothing bad ever happens. Nope. Anyway, movie over. What did you think, Elaine? It's your birthday. You get to go first. My favorite character is Todd. With the side order of church. I kind of liked Gary Busey in this. Uh, my least favorite character is Colonel Meekum. He was a douche canoe. My favorite scene is when Todd gets kicked out of camp. I really, I just, I like that whole from the snee, the sneen, the scene with the snake to the town hall meeting to him leaving and throwing a scarf across his face. He was in disguise. It was great. And then when he Tony the moves to his new culvert <laughs> and he has a good cry, I just think it was very emotional and shows a lot of... Uh, I just like that whole part. Um, my favorite line is, are you scared of him, Mace? Yes, I think he'd break me in half without real effort or without real feeling. <laughs> I like that the that they that Mace admitted he was afraid of Todd, because they usually they're like, no, I'm not afraid. I just don't think he's very safe. But he actually admitted that he was afraid. He's of like, this guy can kill me and just keep eating his and sandwich. This is my favorite tertiary <laughs> object. I had many different thoughts, but oh, I'm gonna go fun. with the improbability of rain on this planet. <laughs> I didn't mention it, but it does. This was raining. a real think piece for me, right? Because. You see the That's whole time. Rain, by the way, the whole time you see this planet. All the ground is like that parched 
dry riverbed kind of cracked ground where you can't see any water mm-hmm. and you and there's these big wind dust storms or whatever but then all of a sudden right in the middle of a big battle rain yeah <laughs> rain yeah that just and happened. i would assume that they were like drilling for water or something but yeah. rain is right. a real think piece about this rain so that's why it's my favorite tertiary object um i would watch this again it was pretty good it was way more interesting than we actually made it sound because there was little things that were happening that we did that we skipped over things that have nothing to do with it yeah did you see the trailer (laughs) and despite the fact that he doesn't say more than 104 words he actually does quite well as making you kind of live his journey as this obsolete unloved piece of unfeeling soldier into trying to find and make a, a place for himself in a new world i'm i thought it was good i'd watch it again i could be gay all right carly all right my favorite character also todd also with the side order but this time it's mace oh, oh. <laughs> another yeah, side order my least favorite character Nico. Mm-hmm. my favorite scene was similar to Elaine's. He goes off. It's when Mace goes to find him. And he's like, he would have stayed near the line. And then he walks like over one hill. And he's right there. He didn't go more than 100 feet. <laughs> nope. We don't have time to show that in this movie. <laughs> I just thought that this was This movie great. was in the 90s. They didn't waste time on things like actual journeys. <laughs> My favorite line, the only line that stuck out at me, was fear. Discipline. <laughs> <laughs> Discipline. And my favorite tertiary object was the mobile made out of CDs. I liked that too. <laughs> and I'll maybe it. I'll take I will it. Say, well, Jeff will take it. I will say, at like an hour in, I was like, this movie is not very long. But man, it feels long. <laughs> wow. It felt, it was really quick. And then he gets dropped on the garbage planet. And then it gets real slow. Yeah, I was like... I feel like we've already been sitting here for an hour and a half. <laughs> Tony? Um, my favorite character was Todd, or the side of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> no, I mean Mace. Do we have to have a side? Fuck, I don't have a we side. We don't have to have a side. No, I, no, I, had I love fries with mine. Uh, my least favorite characters make them. No shock. My favorite line is fear. This one. <laughs> My favorite scene is when um, Todd or Todd's basically like covert killing people. He's popping out of the water and doing all the mm-hmm. little things. I thought it was cool. And for a tertiary object was the aircraft carrier. Because it's just like you're just walking around and there's a fucking aircraft carrier on its side. And you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess they picked up an aircraft carrier, flew it all the way over here and dumped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just have lots of metal. Dude, man, if we could dump all our trash on another planet, I'm surprised we An aircraft do carrier? I'm surprised we haven't figured out how to jettison our trash into the sun. I know. <laughs> we jettison our trash into space all the time. I think it'd be just... Be just like, we, whatever we have when we're out in space, we just drop it off. Yeah, I know. We used to do the same thing when we were out to sea, but evidently someone decided that was a bad idea. At some point, someone's going to decide it's a bad idea to do that in space, too. Um, I will maybe it, too. Really? It's okay. You know. I don't know that I'll run back to see it again, but... I mean, if it's on. If it's on, and there's not... The mummy's not on the opposite channel, <laughs> then yeah, I throw it on. All right. So my favorite character is Todd. Yeah, I mean. I'm going to go with the side order of Meech... Uh, not Meech. I was like, whoa, Meech. Wow, yeah, that's a choice. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Side order of Nathan. Oh, I thought you were going to say Nathan, because he was the least very similar... In any movie ever. Right. <laughs> that's true. Because 
Nathan and Todd were very similar. They were... Yep. Mm -hmm. So, I like... There you go. I'll keep in my side over. My least favorite character was was Michi. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite object is Todd's resume. Mm-hmm. He, he won the Captain Ron yeah, Award. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And the Snake Plissken patch and those things. He does have the coolest awards. Yeah. And he has hit points. Yeah. <laughs> Armor class. Yeah. The O'Neill Circle of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene is when Todd teaches Nathan to kill a snake. He's like, hey, get the boot, you fucking kill it. Because he's like, hey, you got to learn to do shit for yourself. My favorite line, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Because that's something that the military is not good at. Like, if it ain't broke, fix it till it is. <laughs> so, and I will give this a yay. Uh, I enjoy this movie. It's not great. I'm never going to be like, oh, let's watch fucking Soldier. <laughs> no. But if it's on, I'll watch it. And I do enjoy it when I watch it. And when I watch it in 10 years from now, I'll be like, oh, yeah, Soldier. Fucking badass. Or cool ass. If it's cool ass. If it's cool. Wow. It's cool ass. That's cool a ass. really, that's, a, that's like a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Carly. All right. Well, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. And uh, tune in next week on the podcast. For Tony's pick. For Elaine's birthday. Finishing out the month. What'd you pick? What'd you pick? What'd you pick? I went with 2010's Iron Man 2. (laughs) Oh, wow. It has a 57 on Metacritic, so I smooth Alien yep. Ant Farm? Yeah, this wasn't the movie I just like song? really picked it. Yeah. There was part of a Rob Zombie song there. Yeah, but I picked this. At the end, Tony goes, does this song really go with this movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. It was some weird song. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think my favorite tertiary object from Iron Man 2 is? My boat. My boat. <laughs> <My bird. laughs> hey, my boat. My problem is going to be picking a line. There's a lot of lines. And a favorite scene? You know what, by the way, character is going to be hard. It's going to be really hard not to pick Hamill. I know. And he's not a good dude. I know. But he's going to be really hard not to pick pick Ivan. (laughs) It's hard to pick. They're all good, man. I know my least favorite characters. Yeah. Really? Wait, wait. No, I know. We're going to talk about this I'm trying to think. It's Black Widow. Nope. (laughs) The lovely Svanya, come on. Yeah, that's true. I think this is the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie I ever saw. Iron Man 2? Yeah. You didn't see Iron Man 1 before you saw Iron Man You just jumped into 2? I don't know why, but... It's a bold move, Cotton, to see if it works out. Maybe I was just with people. Maybe I was with people who wanted to go see it in the theater. You're coming. Interesting. Well, we'll look forward to watching that. By the way, I don't need to watch that. I'm ready to go. We need to do it right now. You're right.